0: Welcome back to another episode of Chanel in the City. I'm your host, Chanel Amari, and I have the most amazing guest today on my podcast, the Countess, she doesn't need an introduction, Countess Luanda Lesseps from The Real Housewives of New York City, the cabaret star. She is a music singer. She's everything. And we're going to talk about Housewives today. We're going to talk about her skincare line, which is phenomenal. Everybody's talking about it. They can't get enough about it. And we're going to talk about Housewives of New York City and all the new projects Countess is going to talk about today with us. Countess Luann, how are you?
1: Hi, Chanel. I'm good. I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you. Thank you so much for doing this. What I love about you, Countess, is you always, you never forget the little Call people. Call me Luann. Luann. Yes, you're right. Luann. I know you're right. Call me Lou. <laughs> but you never forget about, you know, the little people. And I love that about you. Thank you so much for always taking the time.
1: To well, there's about. nothing little about you, my darling.
0: Oh, my God. I that's I true. love you. Well, let's talk about your skincare line first and foremost. oh,
1: okay, great.
0: Because everybody is loving it, Sonage.
1: Yes, yes. I'm. You know, I uh, I've known the company for 25 years. They've been around, um, and it's a French brand uh, created by a woman. Uh, and Sonage means in French, she looks good for her age. Elle est bien pour Sonage. So um, when they came to me and uh, asked to do a partnership, I was thrilled because I know, I know the brand, I've used the brand, I'm a big fan. Uh, all their products are botanical and cruelty-free, made it right in Los Angeles, and it's a woman-owned brand. So I was very happy to work with them to create a Lose Survival Kit, uh, which are my favorite products, my go-to products, and people are really uh, loving them, I mean, Look, you know the the brand has been in spas and used by anestheticians. So um, I wanted to bring it to the mass market and put together um, my skincare routine uh, because people are always asking me about my skincare. And um, so I, I I'm very um, I'm very lucky to work with such a great brand.
0: I love that. And talking about women empowerment, you are big on women empowerment. Tell us, talk to us about why it's so important in the industry and just empowering other women and in general whether they're young whether they're you know whether they have no resources you're very big on that you're also helping incarcerated women throughout the series of housewives of new york yeah deal to you
1: well you know listen i i feel like you know um women are powerful and you know they need to know their own power and you know i've been through a lot over the last couple years and throughout my life you know i didn't come from a charmed you know. background, which many people might think because of my title, uh, that of course, uh, you know, I've been married for 17 years and people are always questioning that. So I I say to people, just think of it as my hashtag. Uh, It's a part of who I am, will always be a part of who I am. So, you know, I feel like um, women, you know, are especially hard on themselves. and And I don't feel they pack themselves enough on the back. And so I, you know, anything I can do to, uh, to change that conversation. And that's a conversation we all have with ourselves. You know, we're our own worst enemies. And so, uh, and you know, fortune society is such a great organization and I'm, um, so happy that they did such a great job of showing that on the show because it's important to me, you know, I, you know, my story is, uh, of course, can't compare it to some of those uh, women's stories or people's stories from Fortune who have been, you know, in jail for many years. Um, but I thought the prison system in this country is, is not good. And, and I want to draw attention to that. And, you know, a lot of people are in jail for nonviolent crimes. And, you know, when they get out of jail, they have nowhere to live. They have, you know, no source of income. Oftentimes they've lost their friends, they've lost their families. So Fortune helps them get back on their feet and advocates for them. So it's a great organization, so so happy to work with them and, and you, know, give back, because you know, I learned a lot from my experience uh, and learned that, you know, it's about building people, not building prisons. And that's, um, that's a small thing that I can do and taking those ladies to the spa that day on the show. Was just meant so much to them, and they were so grateful and so happy. And it's such a beautiful thing to 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 see. Because look, you know, we take those things for granted, and um, to just to have a day of beauty for them, uh, they they deserved it.
0: I love that, and we all love that about you. I think it's very important to be charitable and humble, and look at women like you who are successful, who are willing to give back, and you know, find it important. Right. With that being said, you're always evolving your music is coming out. You have a new, you have a new song with Desmond Child, but, and I'll let you talk about that. But with, um, with your, you know, amazing uh, music career, which female or male artist do you dream of doing a song with?
1: Oh my God. You know, Madonna, Gaga, uh, you know, um, they're so iconic. My God, that would be so cool. Um, you know, and to work with Desmond child is such a big deal. He's written so many huge hits. He's a Grammy winner wrote, you know, living on a prayer and, uh, live in vida loca. I mean, he's had so many great hits and to work with somebody of that caliber is just amazing for me. I, you know, I've been really lucky in terms of the music, you know, I sang with Natalie Cole on the housewives and, um, and, and I met Desmond and we hit it off and, you know carol bayer sager wrote viva la diva with him and um and i just feel so lucky to to work with people of that caliber and and to come out with my new dance single uh coming out on august 20th called viva la diva and i have a music video this time around so
0: we need some viva la diva especially since yeah. this pandemic we need some luan Life, you know. You
1: know, it's about it. Really, the song is about all the diva that that we all have. You know, not only women, but but men and alike. You know, uh, it's it's tapping into that inner diva and loving the diva because you know we know our diva can be good and can be bad. So it's about you know empowering the good part of our diva and learning to know the difference.
0: I love that. where, where can people download it? On iTunes and Spotify. It's going to be everywhere. everywhere. Got it. Everywhere. Spotify. You guys, stay tuned. Spotify, <laughs> yeah. iHeart, iTunes. Got it. I can't wait. Talking about pandemic and just, you know, this has been a, a tough time for everyone. How are how have you and your family been? How have you been quarantining? You know, any tips you can give us for hope? Yeah.
1: You well, know you about? know, for me, uh, I feel like, and I always talk about this, you know, it has to do with you know, not, you know, being comfortable in your own skin. And I think that the more that you can go in and be comfortable with yourself, and I think everybody's had to do that. It's like, okay, what do I do with myself now that I can't go to work or, you know, um, I can't do my usual, you know, routine? Uh, you have to recreate yourself, reinvent yourself, um, and rely really on your own laurels. So I, I just find it very helpful to go to go in with meditation and yoga and just take care of myself and be healthy. And I always say, you know, if you're not good, nobody else will be good around you. So, um, it starts with yourself. And for me, it's been about reconnecting with my kids, cooking for them, being a real mom. You know, I've been so busy on the cabaret tour and with the housewives that, you know, I, um, wasn't spending enough time. So I've, I've realized that, and this has been, I, I'm sure with a lot of people, a major kind of reset button uh, in terms of what's important in life. And for me, it's, um, it's been really grounding and very humbling to just be home. And I started a garden, you know, I don't really know that much about gardening, but I had some help and I learned, you know, I've got tomatoes now and basil and arugula, and I, you know, been been doing that, which has been nice and cooking a lot and just exercising, staying in shape um, and, you know, working. I've been working on the skincare, I've been working on the music, uh, and I'm always, you know, working on, you know, the next cabaret tour, whether uh, it's going to be the beginning of 2021 or at this point, maybe even in March. So, but I'm working on dates for the tour. That's very much happening. And I'm excited because I think people are going to want to come and be out and um and see the show. Yeah. So I'm excited for the for the new year. Oh
0: yeah, a lot of listeners on that note are saying that the first thing they're going to do once everything opens up is go to a Countess Luann Cabaret Show, a Luann De La <laughs> Cabaret Show, because you know those are the best shows. I've had the Listen, best. Time, I, those shows.
1: I just canceled October third in Boston, and oh. I had 300 tickets already sold but nobody wanted their money back. So because they were hoping that that would happen. But it's just, you know, it, with what's going on in the world, it's just too chancy. So we're just moving the dates to 2021.
0: And how ironic is it you come from a nursing background, which is another thing a lot of people don't realize how much you've done in your life. So it's pretty cool that, you know, you've helped out during this pandemic, like lend. you know, I know you've done cameos for nurses that are in need or working over time, and you've really given back to the to the medical yeah, and
1: Nash is, for, Nash is for nurses with jill i've been helping her right. with her masks, um and Nash is for nurses you know helps all the nurses out there and you know you buy a mask and and you get provide a mask for someone so that's a great cause that jill has been doing i personally have been you know i started working a little bit at the food pantry in the hamptons and um and i take care of an elderly woman who's uh 88 who lives around the corner once a week.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is so amazing. Yeah. So besides
1: besides being, you know, with my kids and, um, you know, I've been trying to give back wherever I can either by donating or giving my time. So, um, you know, I just feel, you know, I get more out of it than they could possibly ever get out of it, which is, you know, uh, just feeling good about myself and doing something for other people.
0: Amen. Hey guys, I'd like to take a moment to shout out our sponsor for this episode, the Garden City Hotel. I am obsessed with them. This is one of my favorite hotels in the world, uh, let alone on Long Island. Uh, They are located at 45 7th Street in Garden City. It is close to everything on Long Island, everything in the city, everything to Brooklyn. It is close to all the five boroughs. It's amazing. I love the Garden City Hotel. First of all, the rooms are beautiful. I am staying at the deluxe suite. You can check out all the photos and videos on my Instagram story and Instagram timeline. It is beautiful. I literally feel like I'm living in a penthouse suite in Manhattan. Um it's like a one bedroom. The prices are amazing. Right now you get to experience what I'm experiencing, which is the Rest Easy package. It's a special rooms promotion, um, and it's based on availability, so you gotta directly book from the website, GardenCityHotel.com slash promotions. It includes a $50 uh, F&B credit, which is amazing. The hotel is basically awarded AAA Best of Housekeeping 2020 because of COVID, post-COVID. They are strict on all the cleansiness here. They're cleaning the rooms every three days. They're amazing. They have hand sanitizer on each floor they're giving out gloves. I mean, you name it, it's amazing. They also have a $50 food and beverage credit included in this package deal. A sleep-in with a late checkout at 12 p.m. and facility service waived, which is valued at $25. Hotel also includes dining, the patio bar, which is open Wednesday to Sunday for summer cocktails and bites. It's, It's incredible. You can sit out there and relax, have a drink with your friends. Then the King Bar, which is awesome by David Burke, open Thursday to Saturday for shareable plates, dinner and drinks, you can visit the gardencityhotel.com slash dining. I had the best burrata there. They had the most amazing burrata, the pasta and the Caesar salad. Mm, incredible melt in your mouth. I just love it. And socially, you know, everyone is saying they're bored. Restaurants in the city are closed at a certain hour, whereas the Garden City Hotel, the David Burke Kitchen, what a great vibe. You get to socialize, of course, social distancing and with your masks six feet away. But there's people here. There's a livelihood here. And that's what I love about the Garden City Hotel. And the staff is incredible. You know, Even with limited staff, they are on top of everything. They know how to take care of your needs. They are 24-7 available for your needs. Um, and they're just amazing. So make sure you visit the Garden City Hotel Doc for your next reservation. And shout out to the director of sales and marketing who we love. Carol Diaz, who's been incredible in evolving the marketing program here at the Garden City Hotel and just been incredible uh, with the hospitality and service needs for all the customers and clients here. We want to give a big shout out to Carol Diaz. Make sure you follow at Garden City Hotel for more info and visit GardenCityHotel.com and get your rest easy package. Now back to the podcast. Let's switch gears a little bit. Housewives of New York City, everybody cannot stop talking about it. It's given us life for 12 years. But now, especially during the pandemic, I mean, the eyes are glued to the television. We have a lot to talk about. Let's start with your story, though. I know that this season you did give Sonia a helping hand, you know, by having her be part of your cabaret. And in the recent episode, she talked about, you know, payment for her part of the show, which you pay everyone all the time. You had mentioned that you always are in time. Um, you're very you're a big professional. You are a pro, That's I gotta tell you. Well, talk, yeah, I mean talk the to show about that. Yeah, talk to you.
1: You know, the show is a big deal. I mean, it's a live nation tour. It's not just uh, you know, thrown together or whatever. I have, you know, Billy Stritch is my musical director who has been with Liza for many years. Um, I have a whole team of people that I pay and go on the road with. So you know, when I first started the show, I wasn't really making a lot of money and, and and I had a lot of talent. So my director was booking talent and and I wanted to include Sonia, but listen, I'm not going to pay Sonia more to come up on stage and like, you know, her dress fall off and not pay, you know, Lance Bass. I mean, you know, listen, I've had major stars in my show from Rachel Dratch to Laura Benanti, um, Tony Yazbeck you know tony winners you know so that that sonia is dem- demanding more is i find you know it's in- just insane
0: right yeah that's why i thought it was it was just I think it was comical to everybody else that, cause you're very big on equality. So I do agree with you on, you can't pay one person less. And no, person- you know, and
1: Broadway is favored nations, So, you know, that's just the way it works. And, and you know, and unfortunately I wasn't really in the right state of mind to reiterate that in the Berkshires because they were all attacking me as usual on my cabaret.
0: That really upset me. Can we talk about that scene? It really, okay, and I know people think I'm biased because we're good friends, but it really upset me even if it was an outsider. A lot of people were telling me it's really upsetting me to see, like, how is Luann handling this? She's so strong. If Mm. it were me, I would kind of break down if everyone's constantly attacking me for my success and not celebrating it. It, That's right. You're human. You're human. Yeah, you're a superwoman in a lot of our eyes, but you're also human, I'm sure. That had sure.
1: to like, affect you, right? Talk to us. Sure. Well, I was upset about that because, you know, Dorinda had no skin in the game and she chose to come after me, you know, because poor Sonia can't defend herself. I mean, Sonia is, is just fine and we have our, our relationship and Dorinda really didn't need to get involved. So, um, and when she did, I just, and then said all those hurtful things to me, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. I mean, I don't feel welcome. So I chose to go to a hotel.
0: How do you do that? How do you choose not to fight back and walk away? Like, how do you become the bigger person? It's so amazing to me.
1: Well, you know, because I, first of all, everybody had way too much to drink and it wasn't the time to talk about it. Right. So, I, so you were being logical. Yeah. When it's that situation, I just removed myself. And I think that was the best thing I could have done.
0: Do you think the other cast members are jealous of your success? Cause you have had most, a lot of success, like a Bethany Frankel, you, you're your own niche, your own empire. Do you think they're a little, Jealous or it just has to do with kind of the wrong place, the wrong time.
1: You know, I, you know, I don't know. I, it just seems to me that all arrows point to that, but you know, who am I to say, I, you know, I, but it's historically been happening since the beginning of my cabaret and my success, you know, which is you and your cabaret. It's like, well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, proud of the fact that, you know, coming off of what I did come off of and and getting through it and being able to rise onto the cabaret stage, you know, I'm going to give myself kudos. If you don't want to, that's your problem. And, you know, it says a lot about, uh, it says a lot about them.
0: But that, and that's what I think we love about you is that no matter if it's music or acting or cabaret, anything you put your mind to, you do pat yourself on the back. And I think that's self-love and self-care. And we all need to actually like, lead by example because putting ourselves down isn't going to help the society evolve. Exactly. I'm
1: not, you know, I'm As not going race. to, yeah. And, you know, it became, you know, the show became a big success and I'm not going to dumb it down
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary, D W void we prohibited by law, see terms and conditions, eighteen plus. Right, you're gonna be real. With that with that being said, who do you have the hardest time getting along with in in the franchise or in New York City on your cast? Or and who do you get along with the best and why?
1: You know, listen, historically, you know, Ramona's always been a challenge, and and we seem to have a good relationship this season. Um, And, you know, I get along with Leah, who's new, and, um, you know, who is a fresh face, I think, and a fresh perspective uh, on life in New York, and, you know, being a mom, and being... um, you know, being a businesswoman, and uh, I, I just feel like she's vulnerable, and you, you can feel that. And I love authentic. You know, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I just I gravitate towards people that are authentic. And when you know the bullshit, you know, flag flies, I tend to, you know, run. <laughs> I don't, Which is
0: why you've lasted so long, I think, because you... Oh, well, yeah.
1: I mean, it's really, it's a high wire act, you know, and I always say that. It's like you're walking a tightrope and you're afraid to look too far left and too far right because you might fall off. So, you know, it's a very, it's a difficult wire to, to stay on, especially when you're dealing with all those different women and personalities. So, but I seem to navigate pretty well this season. Um I do. And, you know, I can't say the same for, 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 the, for the rest, but um, uh, most people will say that I've always seemed to manage uh, these women and personalities quite well. And, you know, I just pray that it keeps going that way.
0: Yeah. I don't know. How, how do you not let it affect, I guess, your mental health and any tips for new housewives how to re- or any reality star or any actor? I think it is incredible that you don't let it get to you and it's hard. Well, listen, to you know,
1: uh, never let him see a sweat, right? It doesn't mean it doesn't get to me sometimes for sure. Cause I'm only human. Um, but I choose not to let them think that they get to me because then it'd be game over.
0: Exactly. On that note, you revealed on watch what happens live to Andy, um, in the recent weeks that you felt that you were in a good place to be able to drink again, what do you say to the internet trolls who say that you should remain sober and just have all these opinions? Oh, easy for them to say. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, I
1: I was told for two years, you know, when I was going through probation, almost two years that I could not drink and otherwise I would go to jail. I mean, imagine having to live under that. Um, That was not easy. So I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I'm back in control and back in the driver's seat and I'm in charge of my own life. So- you know, people can say, you know, listen, I haven't been drinking during the pandemic and I'm so glad I haven't because I think if I was drinking, I'd be drinking a lot. <laughs> right. So, um, so I, you know, I really feel like I'm, again, I'm back in the driver's seat. I take it day by day. Like I said, I'm not drinking now. I don't want to label myself because I feel like that just sets somebody up for failure and I don't want to do that to myself.
0: Right. That's what, that's the thing is the labels is that gets to me. It's if someone wants to have a drink here and there, it doesn't mean that they're falling off the wagon. Why do you think, you know, especially with mental health being the stigma and us trying to make it less taboo. Why do you think these like haters, I call them or internet trolls, why do you think they get to this dark place? Like you said, when there's no reason to get there, right? Well, you know, that's,
1: that's their problem. That's really part of their problem, you know? Yeah. Uh, if they feel the need to judge people, you know, one should really not judge. And, and I feel like people think that they know who I am from watching the show, but it's just a portion of who I am. So, you know, and that a part of me is, is I don't, you know, judge people. People can do what they want and I'm no doctor. I'm no, you know, I'm no therapist. Um, so, you know, when issues come up about drinking on the show, Believe me, I'm not the one who's going to point that out as what as what happened in for example, in um Mexico, you know, I was merely the messenger that told Dorinda what she what Ramona said, and so and I got shot down, but it wasn't about me judging her drinking. it was really about Ramona judging her drinking i'm not I'm not there to judge I'm, you know I was only there to uh <laughs> to deliver the message, which right. in retrospect. You know, I should have just said, oh, I, I don't know what she said. I forgot already. From the, from the beach to the swimming pool, I forgot.
0: Right. Don't kill the messenger. Right. If you did have an opportunity to switch to another Housewife City, what city and why?
1: Well, you know, I think I can relate mostly to Beverly Hills and, uh, and I know a lot of the girls, so that would make sense for me.
0: Oh, I love that. That's a good one. Let's talk about your movie career. Some of these questions, by the way, are mixed from... You know John, me and the listeners okay. we're almost we're gonna wrap up soon. Um, yeah. any plans to do a movie?
1: well, a movie i just i actually just did a movie that i mean I did it a couple of years ago and it just came out on Lifetime. Uh, I have a small role in that movie um uh the mother the mother of all secrets or I can't remember the name. Oh of yeah
0: the mother of all secrets. Oh I'm yeah, a yeah, yeah. girl I'm obsessed. Yeah. You're in that
1: I gotta watch it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I have a small part in that and, and um and then you know I've I've been doing some readings for castings and things like that. So I you know I've been in Law and Order, I've been on Royal Pains, uh, I've been on difficult people on Hulu. So I continue to uh to to look at roles um nothing about a movie yet but maybe after my book comes out because i'm working on a book
0: right so you're working on a book talk to us a little bit about if you can give us a little bit of a tease what this book's about if you can
1: well really it's uh it's a memoir you know it's really about um resetting your life uh resilience uh the essential things that you need to survive i think you know during a time like this when um people have lost so much um, you know, I know what that feels like. I've, I've been there in my life and, uh, starting from the ground up and re, you know, reinventing yourself and being resilient and, um, and being your own best friend, you know? So that's what this book is about. It's really about, um, taking care of you being your own best friend and through it is really the stories and things that have happened to me in my life and how I got from growing up in Connecticut to, um, to where I am today. So, you know, I, there's a lot of stories in there, including of course, what happened to me that famous night. Uh, and I hope people can take away from my story so that, um, they don't make the same mistakes.
0: I love that. I can't wait to read that book. I'm going to be MIA. (laughs) Three days reading the book. Uh, let's talk, um, wrap up with like with some questions from housewives. Sure. Do you see yourself, Coming back next season, and I know that people are talking about diversity with the cast. What do you see for yourself and for this cast for New York City for Housewives?
1: Well, listen, I, you know, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to be new cast members. I mean, I guess there's been talk about it, you know, as there is every season. You know, we got Leah last season, um, but it's not my place. Obviously, it's the, the network's place to talk about who that might be. Um, and for me, you know, I always make that decision. I, I always say, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, we just wrap the reunion. So my head is still, you know, is still, you know, spinning basically. (laughs) And, uh, and I haven't thought about next season yet. So we'll see.
0: Any, any teases you can give us the audience for the reunion to stay tuned? Anything you can tell us about this? Well,
1: you know, there's a lot of finger pointing going on and there's a lot of, you know, drama in terms of what's gone on throughout the season. So, I mean, it's a a long reunion. You know, we were the first franchise to do it in person. Um, Yeah,
0: that's crazy on Long Island,
1: right? New York strong, you know. New
0: York strong. New
1: York strong. And, you know, and I must say that, you know, the way the network handled it and keeping us safe and socially distant and all the protocols were followed. And so we felt safe. Um, and so, yeah, there's, you know, that that's interesting. There is a lot of, you know, finger pointing is a lot of drama and a lot of tears, you know, because things, you know, that's the time for resolution, I feel like. And, you know, otherwise it's very hard to start a new season when things are left kind of, um, when things are left unresolved, I feel like it's very hard to move on. So you'll see, you know, all of that.
0: The listeners are asking also, you know, what did you feel about the whole, because you were, you know, you, you were dragged in the middle, fortunately and unfortunately, with Leah and Dorinda. I'm not, well, Leah Dorinda against Ramona and a lot of issues there with Sonia and her drinking this season. And I know you don't judge, but but does, how do you feel when you're just going through those scenes in that process, knowing that you've been judged or knowing that you've been in that situation and now you're seeing your friends really go at it? I mean... How did you feel about like everyone, you know, the Dorinda situation with Ramona saying she's drinking too much because mm-hmm. it's pointing fingers, like you said, right? So what's the truth, I guess, what's your truth about all of this? What do you feel?
1: Well, about? listen, I'm, like I said, I'm no doctor, I'm no therapist, you know, and I feel like if you, I, and and I say this, you know, look, we're very lucky. We have this living photo album uh, of our lives. and And if you can't look at that and say to yourself, wow, you know, that's what I look like, or that's what I said, I mean, and take that into consideration moving forward in your life, you know, then you got a lot to learn. I feel like, you know, uh, you know when, when the girls look at the show, uh, we're lucky to have that advantage of being able to edit ourselves. And so, you know, my hope is that, you know, looking back over the season, the women will say, oh my God, you know, maybe I can change a couple of things.
0: I love that. I hope so too and I hope the friendships get stronger.
1: Yeah, no. And they treat, yeah, you, and they
0: treat you kinder. I just want them to treat you kinder cuz
1: the friendships are it. oh I know. The friendships are strong because they're long and they're, you know, they're deep. So I think that's one of the great things about New York is that they are real friendships and it's not just throwing somebody new into the mix. It's, you know, and I think Leah did a great job being thrown in new to the mix and Um, and relating to kind of a, you know, different, um, a different, let's say a demo, uh, in terms of the audience and her age, et cetera. So, um, you know, I think, uh, we are strong because we are friends and Leah just fit right into that friend group, which is not easy. Right. And, um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens this, uh, the new season.
0: New season. The listeners also want to know. You know, everybody was talking about how this season might be, you know, not as strong because Bethany wasn't part of it. But in fact, it was actually stronger and yeah. really strong. Can you talk to us about that? And also, would you even consider having Bethany back? Is that even in the cards? Does that ma- matter well, to you? Because I know you're you're on good terms with her. So
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not up to me. You know, uh, Bethany has left the show before and come back. Um, I, you know, I don't feel that she would come back to the show, but you never know in life. And, um, and, oh, I'm sorry. I got, I'm
0: sorry. I was yeah, sorry. I was asking, did you feel the season was stronger without her I mean, with her? Cause there was a lot of talk about, oh, they're not going to survive without Bethany. Oh my
1: God. You know, listen, you know, we, uh, Bethany is a big present. She is a great reality star. I got to give her that. And, you know, uh, but well, when Leah came in, she's certainly not a replacement for Bethany because she's not she's a different person. She's not the same at all. Um, but the good news is that she came in and it just was the spark that I think w- was great for for us. And and we we have the best season ever. And I feel like you get to know us better because it's not all about Bethany coming into the room and stealing the show. You know. So I, I, we have a great season. Like I said, I think one of the best seasons yet and very proud of it. We worked hard.
0: Why do you think you stood out this season even more so with your story? Like, why do you, how do you stand out yourself as Luann's LSFs? What makes you like, what, what can we take from your book too? Like to stand out if we ever go for reality or any Uh, any entertainment.
1: Well, you know, it's not, you know, I think you have to be true to yourself and, and I always say don't do things that make you uncomfortable. Uh, be who you are because the camera does not lie.
0: I love that. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, what can we see for you um, soon? Um, I mean, there's so many things, but anything you want to work on that you want to share with us besides everything? Well, I mean,
1: like I said, I am working on this book. I really want people to uh, to know to get to know me better. Uh, I yeah. feel like people think they know who I am, but they don't know my backstory. They don't know, you know where I come from, how I grew up. Um, and the challenges I've had my whole life um, to get to where I am today, and so I think that the book really talks to that, and um, and I hope people can take away some lessons from it that I've had to learn through this journey. And you know, listen, the music, the cabaret show, the skincare line, which I'm developing more products for them, which is very exciting. exciting. So I've got a lot going on, and I'm a mom. So you know, I'm. Very busy with my own family and taking care of myself, you know. Right. So
0: now Whichever.
1: now I just, you know, now I'd like to find a partner to share it all with. So can we t- so let's let's put the ice the, talk the- about being single. Let's talk about the being cream on, the cream on the top. Yes. Let's yeah, talk- I gotta yeah. tell you. I have so many friends. Talk that to me, are- please. I have so many friends, <laughs> mostly unhappily married or in a bad situation, a lot of them. And really? they're like, you're so lucky you're single during the pandemic. Because, you know, and think about that, you know, if you're not with the right person or if you're unhappy to begin with and you got hit with this pandemic, I just feel like it's so tough. It's tough to be, you know, um, it's tough to go through it on your own, but, but, it, but it's tough to go through it on your own in bad company is even worse.
0: Right. And that's so interesting you say that because everyone's saying how like on Instagram people are making it seem like they're fine, but really the truth is they're probably at each other's throats with the pandemic and you're getting to know someone, right? Like
1: Well, I think either I think it's either a very bonding experience where people are getting even stronger, or it's you know, the divorce lawyers are making a lot of money.
0: Right. I mean, speaking of dating, can you give us a little glimpse? Are you on dating apps? Are you talking to people? Do you think we can see a future? Um, you know, future husband, I mean, partner, forget how label, but partner. Forget a husband. I've already yeah. had two. <laughs> well, they, say,
1: <laughs> they say three times the charm and I, yeah. you know, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I am not opposed to getting married a third time. Um, but let's just start with a partner.
0: Let's just start with a partner. Yeah. Can you give us some tips, single ladies out there, what we can do to attract the right guy and keep him? Because a lot of times we get ghosted. You know, that recently I went on a date with a guy and we, he was so into it. And then all of a sudden vanished, right? Vanished. Not even, and I didn't even give him any booty, but still vanished. So any tips of what we can say, not say, or do to really like attract the right guy in the right moment? Not be so we don't. Well, have you that. know, I
1: think there's a lot to be said for, um, for dating, especially during a pandemic, you know, it's not like it used to be. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like women have become so strong and powerful, which is great, but let's not forget that feminine side, which men love to see. There's nothing wrong with that. A little mystery never hurt anybody. And, and, you know, and just being honest, I feel like people are so like sketchy, especially with online dating. It's like, just be honest, man, you know? And, and for me, that goes a long way. I mean, I think people are, you know, afraid to show their true feelings, and I think being vulnerable. Um, and I'll give you a good example. I was with some friends. Actually, I was with my friends at Giovanni uh, on their boat, and their son, who's like fifteen, um, just broke up with his girlfriend. and And I said, "Honey, if you want to have sympathy, tell everyone that the girl broke up with you." And and you know, it's funny because we go to like, yeah, I broke up with her, but. Listen, how much more love and affection would you get if you said she broke up with me, and I'm kind of sad about it? You know right. what I mean? I feel like if people were more honest about their feelings, um, and more truthful, that 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 they would be luckier
0: in love. Totally. Then they'll pick, and they'll be with the right person. Make sure you check out Luann's uh, skincare products on CountessLuann.com, and she still has you. Still have the jewelry, all Countess Luann. Uh, things you can buy on campusluann.com and Luanne thank you so much for everything. I love you. We love you. The listeners love you. You're amazing, and we want you back. And we want to just see amazing stuff for you. Really, we I cheer you on all the time. Thanks, Chanel, and we love you. Okay.
1: Hey, it's Luanne De LaSette and you're listening to my interview on Chanel in the City.